Do take a seat. Tonight's reading is Mark chapter 6, um, starting at verse 45 to 52. It can be found on page 1009 in the Red Bibles, and we've got Bibles in other languages and versions available at the back, and the page numbers for those are on the screen. Mark chapter 6, beginning at verse 45. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks so much, Nadia. Uh, we're going to look at that passage, so do keep it open with you. Um, and uh, why don't we pray as we start? Heavenly Father, we pray for understanding. Uh, we pray for sight, that we would see the Lord Jesus rightly. And we pray that in so doing, you would strengthen and equip us to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I think uh, Steve would be... Uh, Pleased that we are looking at a passage like this this evening. Uh, we said farewell to Steve this morning, as you know. I think you'd be pleased that we're looking at it. Um, is that because now we are on a boat without Steve and we're wondering what's going to happen? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it would be because uh, the focus here, as we'll see this evening, is on the power and the presence of Jesus. And they are two things that he has repeatedly told us about and wants us to know. And in the time after he's uh, not with us uh, as rector anymore, he will want us to know even more as we go forward together. So I think it is a good passage. Uh, to look at. It's obviously it's quite a, uh, a famous, or the, the, the incident of uh, Jesus walking on water is uh, pretty well known. It's one of those famous miracles. We, if you haven't been with us, we've been working through this part of Mark's gospel. And we've called it Seeing Jesus because we want to, uh, to look at the way in which Mark is saying, look, can you see exactly who the Lord Jesus is? Can you see all the facets of him, all dimensions, so to speak? And in particular this evening, we're thinking about these two things, his power and his presence. And walking on the water announces something of him. It's, it's like a shorthand. We often use it as a shorthand for great power and ability. Um, and it, uh, it has that kind of currency um, in our society. Um, and in a sense, you'll see here, uh, it has this currency uh, in a short video that um, I'm hoping is going to pick up here. And, and this, this kind of, it'll take us back a few years. Uh, and it involves, uh, of all things, uh, a video game uh, and somebody quite famous. We got the new, we got the new Tiger Woods 08. Best game ever. Got the new feature, 
You could stand on the water. Let's see. Now, ironies abound because that, that was shot kind of at the point at which he was uh, right at the top of his game and uh, just before his great uh, fall. Um, and ironically, I'm, uh, I once used this many years ago around that time. And since then, he's kind of gone right down and he's come right back up again, although this weekend hasn't been so great for him. But um, uh, having won the Masters recently. So there, but it, you see, it's a shorthand for power and ability. It's become that in, in our kind of currency. And what I want to think about are those two questions. Because the way that Mark frames the story, the way he tells it and it unfolds, there are two questions for us. One is, do you know his power, Jesus' power? Uh, And the other is, do you know his presence? So let's look at these two, um, and let's walk through this uh, story um, together. So immediately, it says, verse 45, follow it with me. Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of them to Bethsaida. Now, um, they had been, we pick up right after where we were last week with the feeding of the 5,000. Um, and so Jesus has dismissed his uh, disciples first and said, go and get in the boat, go on ahead. Um, whilst he is dismissing the crowd, the, the great multitude that, have, uh, that had been there and that he had fed. Um, and after leaving them, he then goes up on a mountainside to pray. Mark is drawing attention to the kind of gap between his disciples and Jesus at this point. Jesus uh, retreats to pray, um, and it takes us through, verse 47, later that night, and the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. Again, you see that sort of separation, so we're, we're very clear on that. And then he saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. So Jesus has sent them on ahead. They are now, uh, you know, they're experienced um, uh, sailors, but they're in, uh, uh, on the water in their boats, but the wind has got up. Uh, the, the weather is not good for them. They are straining against it, um, and they are in difficulty. And shortly before dawn, uh, he went out to them, walking on the lake. And he was about to pass by them. What is he doing here? This, uh, the way Mark is telling this, is meant to remind us, in the same way that the, 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 the Tiger Woods uh, um, video is meant to sort of make links to Jesus that sort of demonstrate his power and ability, 
Mark is making his own links, and Jesus is making his own links, uh, back into the reaches of the Old Testament. To walk on water, it's not just a sort of idle miracle that he thinks, what shall I do this evening that will impress them? It reaches back into the Old Testament. I wonder if you would glance with me and, and come with me. Keep a finger in Mark 6, and I'd love you to just turn back to page 515 um, and Job chapter 9. Just pull your, uh, pull your keep a finger in Mark 6, so we'll go back there in just a second. But Job chapter 9 um, and page 515, and down in verse 8. I put verse 8 on here. I'm going to read a couple of verses after that. This is Job speaking of God himself um, and his high view of God, if you like. Um, He alone, he says in verse 8, stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. Uh, He is the maker of the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the constellations of the south. He performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. When he passes me, I cannot see him. When he goes by, I cannot perceive him. Job's high view of the Lord God, um, and it's spoken of in terms uh, of, of him treading on the waves, of him walking on the sea. So when Jesus steps out into the water and walks on it, for those who would see, this is a God-like power. Steve spoke to us this morning of a God-sized God. It's a God-sized power that Jesus has. That is the, the extent of what the claim that is being made here is of that ability that only God has, that he has, visually demonstrated in being able to put his feet on the waves, and walk across them. But there is more to it, actually. um, Let's go back to uh, Mark chapter 6. The the mention there of him passing by in Job is, of course, something else that comes up in the Old Testament. Um, A couple of verses that you will probably know perhaps a a little bit better. Um, To Moses, uh, God himself said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. There was a point at which uh, Moses was granted God um, revealing himself to Moses by passing by him. Uh, A a sort of awesome and terrifying yet wonderful thing to happen. And so he passes by. And the phrase that Mark uses for for Jesus here, uh, he was about to pass by them, echoes that uh, reminder of God's revelation of himself to Moses. But it's not the only one. In, in 1 Kings 19, the same happens to Elijah, you might remember. Uh, and Elijah uh, the, is told, go and wait, the Lord is about to pass by. So I wonder if you can see and make the links deep into the Old Testament. When Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to go, go out to them on the lake, and I'm going to pass by where they are, he is revealing his God-like power. If you can hear, the Old Testament echoes. But it's, it's, a, it's a good moment because at that point, you, you might well say, or you might well come back and, and say, well, this is the, exactly the kind of question that I have about God. If you're somebody here who's investigating the Christian faith or, or not sure of the Christian claims, a, a question that is routinely asked is, if God is powerful, why doesn't he make it more obvious? If God is powerful, why doesn't he make it clearer? Could he not do something that would just make it plain for everyone, just to appear in the sky, or whatever it might be? And you see here, 
as Jesus steps out onto the lake, as he is about to pass by the disciples, he's doing exactly that. But it's a very fair question that you might ask, because he's not doing it entirely clearly, is he? In the, on, one, on the one hand, it is clear, if you can make those links to the Old Testament, and you can pick up those echoes. On the other hand, it's quite a careful revelation. It's kind of carefully choreographed. You've got to know that to make, it, to make the links and make sense of it. Uh, if I can adapt a, a quote which comes from a, um, a much older um, theologian from a few centuries ago, when it comes to faith in Jesus, there's often enough light for those who want to believe, but enough shadows for those who don't. There's enough light for those who want to believe, and there's enough shadows for those who don't. What he's saying is, there's enough there if you are drawn to find out more about who Jesus is. And there's enough there for you to go, this is too hard, and I'm really not that interested, and I'd rather he just put himself on Sky News for me. You see, it works both ways. He is making a disclosure of himself as the living God who treads the waves, who passes by, if you are interested in finding out. But it's the reaches of the Old Testament. God does it on his own terms. He uses his own reference points from Scripture, such that if you're not interested, there's enough there for you to go, no thanks. You see, it's interesting, isn't it, how it works. The power of Jesus and the power of the living God. Do you know his power as he steps out? Do you see Jesus is the question Mark is repeatedly asking at this point. Do you see who he is? Or perhaps more importantly, do you want to see who he is? So often it's as much about your and my heart as it is about his power. Okay, that's our first point. Do you know his power? Secondly, do you know his presence? Why is he doing this? We've got, I, I want you to just to t- spend some time looking at what he's doing as he walks on the lake. Why is he doing it? Well, if we go back to verse 48 for a second, he saw his disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. So he decides he's going to step out on the lake. Uh, he was about to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because all, uh, they all saw him and were terrified. So if you're standing with Jesus at the moment on the shore and you're seeing them out there and you plan to go and step onto the waves and pass by them, why are you doing it? Well, you're doing it to reassure them. You're doing it to say, I am with you. You're doing it to say, if you can see, I am the living God and I'm with you. And I'm going to do it if you can pick up these echoes. But what happens, um, ironically, of all the things that you were hoping for, Jesus, uh, what you got was... They panic, they think he's a ghost, they cry out, and they're terrified. Um, It's almost comical, isn't it, when you you read it? Uh, If the one thing that you were hoping for is, I will now, I will reassure you, my people, and I will step out onto the waves, and you shall be reassured. And they all freak, because there's a, you know, this is my, you know, if you're standing, I imagine Jesus is there on the waves and going, I don't think this could have gone any worse, really. It's one of my favorite emojis. 
uh, if one is allowed favorite emojis. Um, and so you kind of see him thinking, as he, I, I, you sort of imagine him saying, okay, this hasn't gone well, uh, plan B, um, I, will, I will get into the boat with them. Um, so you see what unfolds. Um, they are terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Uh, then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. Now, immediately he speaks to them again. And when he, when he says, um, take heart, take courage, uh, it is I, um, almost as though, you know, let's, let's have another go at this, disciples. There is another really, really important echo here that reaches into the Old Testament. You might know this. The words, um, it is I, are the, uh, are the great words that are used by God himself of himself. Um, so I think I've got them here for us. Exodus 3 Uh, when God reveals himself to Moses, and Moses said, look, if I go back to the people, who shall I say you are? And he says, I am who I am. And it's those words that Jesus is using here. Take courage, it is I, I am. And again, for those who will hear it, he's saying, look, I am with you, and I am the living God, the God of Moses, and I am with you. And what response does he get? They were completely amazed. Um, actually, if you, the, the older translations under this, um, really, if, if they were kind of shocked and surprised initially, the older translations are, they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure. So it's really not got any work better at all. It's, you know, it's just another level of, um, uh, of shock and, uh, uh, and surprise. And part of it, we're told, you know, it's a little interesting footnote that comes in verse 52. Part of it is because they hadn't understood the miracle with the loaves. The feeding of the 5,000, which we looked at last week. Tim talked to us about those links with the, the provision of God uh, in the Exodus and he talked about the way in which it demonstrated that, that one who was here was here who could provide for them as God had provided for his people. And part of it is that they hadn't understood that feeding miracle, and their hearts were hardened, and so they couldn't now see what was going on. It was a sign, it was meant to be a sign that God was in the midst of them, providing for them. And if they had understood some of that, they might have seen that God was now with them, in the boat. But it seems that they can't uh, understand the one and then they can't understand the other. So his power is this godlike power. And why is he doing it? He's doing it to reassure them. He's doing it so that they might know that he is with them, might know his presence. And this is where we kind of bring things together. If you look at this, stand back from this passage for a moment and look at what is going on here. What, what is uh, Mark wanting us to see uh, about the Lord Jesus? He has this godlike power, but showing them his power isn't done just for its own sake. This is not a set of party tricks. He's not doing this because, you know, he was up on the mountainside praying and he thought, I don't know, we haven't had enough fun lately. We need some more, you know, team building. He's not doing it for its own sake. He is showing them his power that they might know that he is with them. 
He's showing them his power so they might understand they have his presence. The presence of the living God, the presence of the God of the Old Testament, the presence of the God who was with his people. And I just I wonder if he, for us this evening, I wonder if that's perhaps even where you are in your life right now, is that what God is trying to say to you this evening? Is he wanting you to know, to, to, to be drawn to his power, not for its own sake, not because it's a party trick or it's interesting, but because he wants you to see that he is with you, that you can have his presence with you. I wonder if that's where some of you might be this evening. Do you know his power? Do you know his presence? Uh, this is the question that um, we looked last week. Tim took us through the uh, miracle of the, uh, the feeding. And then Ruth spoke to us, you'll remember, about how we kind of think about how this applies. And her question for us was how are we meant to think differently in the light of this? Uh, how are you going to think differently this week? Now, Ruth suggested that you might be sitting over your cup of tea or coffee early tomorrow morning. How are you going to think differently? What is it about Jesus' power or his presence that we might change? How do you already think of his power? Is it that he has some, you know, from time to time when he feels it's worthwhile? Or does it reach back into all of Scripture? Is it the power that he himself has revealed in Scripture that allows us to see and understand who Jesus is? Have you thought about, or could we think differently about what it means to know that he is with us? I don't know what you will go into this week. Uh, The places that you will go, the workplaces, family situations you will go. Do you know that you have, if you are trusting in the Lord Jesus this evening, you have the living God with you? You have him wherever you are this week, whatever you go into. He climbs into the boat, so to speak and is with you. Steve's farewell was this morning. Uh, We said goodbye to him. uh, uh, It was was a very fun time. It will be a sad time in in, in ways too. And the future in many ways lies ahead for Platts now and for us. But two things that we could well know and store away are that As his church here, we have his power, the power of the living gods, the power who reaches back into the history of his people. And we have his presence, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, God made man on earth, who lives with us and prays for us and will not let us go. I think Steve will be pleased that we are looking at a passage like this this evening, that we might carry on uh, in the way that he has taught us for many years. Why don't we pray together? Heavenly Father, we pray. Expand our vision of who your son is. Would we see his his power rightly, would we see his power of you, the living God, 
And Lord, I pray that we would be drawn to make those connections, that actually it's, sometimes it is a mysterious thing and we need to, to tease it out. Help us to open our Bibles, to make the links, to be reading and thinking, what do we see in Jesus and what, is it, what, what were we told in the Old Testament? And Lord, we know that, that you came to demonstrate that power, that you might be with us, that you might walk with us uh, into this week, wherever we are, Lord. And whatever we do, would we know it is you we have alongside us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What a great reminder that is, uh, that 